You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. I fully admit that I am not great with rewards programs. I'm not good at keeping track and using the points I collect from various credit cards and loyalty programs. And I'm going to guess I'm not alone. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. You might think of loyalty programs as something you use at your local coffee shop or through credit cards and airlines. But any brand that wants to improve customer loyalty and retention, instill a sense of belonging in their customers, and connect their customers and partners can benefit from a loyalty program. And we also even see loyalty programs right now for B2B is a huge, a huge way for manufacturers and wholesalers to pull in their, um, their buyers into special events that introduce them to that brand community and the experience. And it really enables um, buyers to have a different relationship with brands than they've ever had previously. That's Valerie Smick, Chief Revenue Officer at Kangaroo Rewards, a customer loyalty and marketing platform. And she's our guest on this episode of B2B Nation. Valerie Smick, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell us who you are and what you do? Uh, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, I'm the uh, Chief Revenue Officer for Kangaroo Rewards, which is a loyalty software that helps businesses attract, keep, connect, and grow their business in a nutshell. So we give all the tools from marketing um, to loyalty rewards. My position in Kangaroo is to ensure um, is that I'm responsible for everything that is entailed to grow. So uh, namely the sales marketing and also the customer experience for our own customers. All right. So one of the things about the internet, for those of us who are around before there was an internet, was this promise that it was going to level the playing field, that it was going to be a great equalizer for small companies. You didn't have to just sell in your neighborhood, in your town, your county, your state. You were going to be open to business all over the world if that's what you wanted to do. That hasn't really been the case, right? <laughs> Big brands have gobbled everything up. But what I like when I look at Kangaroo Rewards is it's kind of delivering on that original promise. Rewards programs are maybe a little more than most small businesses can handle and develop on their own. So why don't you tell us about Kangaroo Rewards and how it works? Yeah, I agree with you. You know, And I do miss the uh, beginning era of the internet when it really was level field and you dropped you know, 50 bucks in Facebook and you were able to get in touch with a million customers in one shot. Those are, I think, the glory days and they were uh, extremely short-lived. So we do see that disconnect, right, in terms of what is available online to small businesses versus big businesses, right? There's so many new softwares available, so many um, different systems. And I mean, you could look at CRMs that start in the hundreds of thousands before you even you know, start to see an ROI on it. But our company, we specialize in loyalty and we actually take pride in being able to give these deep level uh, features and marketing capabilities to any business within at a reasonable price point. Uh, namely. So what, what we have done with Kangaroo Rewards is level the playing field that loyalty programs, you know, when you go to a place like Costco or Starbucks and you see them as a big corporate brand that has all these, you know, marketing bells and whistles and this loyalty program, a lot of small business owners feel intimidated. Um, they might have a small cafe and they assume that these programs cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
But the truth is, it can be completely affordable and they can have the same power as these big brands and a higher ability to differentiate themselves with their customers and grow their sales. Would you agree that the the biggest issue for smaller brands with a loyalty program is just having the people and the know-how to make it work on the inside? Um, Yeah, for sure. That's a big challenge we see with small businesses. Uh, You know, the owners are usually involved at the storefront and they don't really have time to separate themselves from the business to work on the back end. And when they are in the office, they're usually working on payroll and HR problems. Um, So there is that challenge. But one of the ways we mitigate that is by having um, a ready to go system. So our loyalty solution is scalable for small businesses where you can have it as simple as you need it to be so that it requires little management time that you essentially set the features and forget about them and the marketing automations do all the work for you. So there is a little bit of investment time at startup. And our company will guide you through that with like a one hour onboarding. Uh, We already have a whole bunch of things set up in place to help you get started. And then it just requires minor tweaks and check-ins maybe on a quarterly basis. But if your brand is growing, and that's essentially the whole point of having a loyalty program, right, is not to keep your sales at the same rate. You want to see them snowball. So as you see your growth snowballing and you are able to add uh, more people into your back end or you're just able to allocate more time, our system grows with you. So you can make your loyalty program as simple and straightforward as you want to be, or it could get complicated. So when you want to have a team to work behind it and you want to look at your retention customers and start seeing what sort of uh, promotions can drive more sales with different customer segments, then our software will give you the capability to massage your customers the same way. What's amazing is that the difference between a simple program and a high level one is not much financially. So it's really up to the business on how much time they're willing to allocate and how much value they want to obtain from the software. So almost all of us are are familiar with loyalty programs, right? Mm -hmm. There's the the shop loyalty program. There is the, even like, you know, the place where you grab lunch might have the punch card, the very old school, simple buy five, get one free for lunch. We all have credit card rewards. We have airline rewards. We have credit cards that give us airline rewards. I think about the one that I use the most is Mm -hmm. one of those big online brands we just mentioned that gobble everything up on the internet. (laughs) But what don't we know about loyalty programs? Am I the only person who has a bunch of loyalty rewards that I don't even know what I have and where it's at? Like, what, as an insider, what don't we know about loyalty programs? From a customer perspective, I would say that most customers don't inform themselves about the loyalty program that they're participating in. So oftentimes, you know, when you look at like what the customer journey is, you show up to some store, maybe it's your first time there. And, you know, the cashier has you scan a QR code and you download the app to get, let's say, 10% off. So, you, you know, you go through that, you're part of this loyalty program. And, you know, if there's a lineup behind you, it sort of ends there for you. With, let's say, that app, because most modern loyalty programs are now app-based, I think it's what customers don't do and what they should do is take a minute or two when, you know, nothing is going on and just read up, visit that brand's loyalty page and see how they can maximize this 
this reward program that they signed up for because it's not just about you know like the transactional value right you get you know you want to be treated to opportunities to get discounts uh special offers the best loyalty programs will be cataloging what brands and what you like to spend and will personalize the offers to you so they will become more and more relevant to you but if you want to hack the system and obtain the best value for that rewards program you want to look at you know, when are the point multiplier events? You know, what does it take to move from one tier to the next? And what it would take for you to, to obtain those rewards? And then, of course, you want to be part of, and I'm sure you see it too with the rewards programs you participate in, the ones that you like the best are the ones that give you the most powerful and aggressive rewards, right? Like you want, you don't want to wait six months for your next reward. You want it to be Progressive. So, you know, one of the brands that does this well uh, that we're all familiar with is Starbucks, right? They have a tier program and they um, try to make it. And when you first join the, the reward, the program that you obtain as many rewards as possible to get you into the habit and make that experience as rewarding as possible. So it's a win-win situation for the customer. They obtain a lot of value from that rewards program. And the brand is also helping turn you into a more loyal customer. And then when you see as you move through the tiers, you start getting different perks. You might be invited to special events. Our company, we have a brand uh, that's a sit-down restaurant and they reward their customers that they have um, because they have a bar and a restaurant aspect. The customers that go to the bar, let's say as long as they've come to that restaurant at least 100 times within one year, and if you think like 365 days a year that's like maybe you know at three four months point every time once they cross that threshold of just visits their vip customers are treated to a drink on the house every time they visit and this is a great way to drive value because if you're a customer like why am i going to go to that restaurant's bar to have a drink when every time i go to x bar now i come in i get a free drink on the house obviously there's other perks so these are these are really great ways to maximize your experience as a customer is to know what it takes to get what you want. And also you want to make sure it's worth it. And if let's say the rewards are not worth it, it's really great to just send an email to that that brand and let them know what would tickle your fancy. So even their marketing team can offer you rewards that are more relevant to what you're looking to obtain from that um, brand experience. When we talk about messages that resonate with the people you're trying to reach, business leaders, marketers, companies, you mentioned brand loyalty. That's, you know, customer attrition is an issue for a lot of people. Uh, mm -hmm. Engagement, kind of a lot, a lot of the words that people like to throw around about their customers can kind of be part of a brand loyalty program. Is that the message that you see resonating with people? What is it that really gets people to be like, yes, I want to talk to Kangaroo Rewards? <laughs> well, when we're looking at small, medium businesses, number one, when people start shopping, uh, when brands start shopping loyalty, it's really because they have a pain point, right? They're seeing maybe too much churn or they feel that they'd like to see their average ticket value increase. Um, they want to retain their customers or maybe they want, to uh, acquire more customers. And that could be through differentiating the brand with the loyalty program, having a referral program uh, or like a brand ambassador program. And also contests are a huge driver for customer acquisition. 
So in general, any brand that's looking to acquire more customers, retain their customers, reduce churn, and also be able to personalize their marketing, that's where a loyalty program comes in handy. And the whole purpose of a loyalty program is to positively reinforce the behaviors of your customers. So whatever is great for your brand is what you want to reinforce. And also, it's not just at a transactional level in terms of how much money they're spending, which I mean, for most businesses is the bottom line. But on top of that, it's also the brand culture. So you want to be if your brand culture is you know environmentally conscious, you can incentivize behaviors like recycling garments that they receive an incentive reward. Uh, IKEA is one of the big brands that has a reward program that features on recycling your old furniture that you get a perk when you bring in an old one and buy a new one and also for buying, let's say, the recycling. So we're seeing that sort of like 360 degree uh, environmentally conscious brand framework coming out. So you can reward spending behaviors and also behaviors that are intrinsic to your brand values. So that's, you know, usually applied at like on larger end businesses or brands. But at a smaller level, any small business can do this. So if you have a coffee shop, you can reward customers who come in with their reusable cup. If you have like a brick and mortar store, it can be uh, recycling uh, items, but it can also be just showing up to events too. That uh, makes sense. So even if you're a cosmetics brand and you want people to come to your new product launch, you can reward them with points or a special offer for everyone who signs up and shows up to your brand. So it's a really great way of incentivizing all those behaviors. And then the marketing, it allows you to reward customers for special events like their birthdays, sign-up bonuses. You can reward them with tiers when they cross different spend thresholds or action uh, thresholds so that the more they move up and the more loyal they are to your brand, the more you're able to reward them and solidify that relationship with your customers. And that's where you see a lot of growth come through customer referrals. So that's something that, you know, in marketing, we know that the number one driver for trying a new business is a a referral, you know, word of mouth referral. In our modern world, you know, it's not always easy to just, you know, pick up the phone and say like, hey, Mike, I, you know, I went to this great store yesterday, you should try it out. Now it can happen at the cash. You're like, wow, I just had this wonderful experience. I love this brand. I have a good deal. And they'll give me a perk for referring Mike. I'm going to send him a digital offer. You know, you open it up, you find out about this brand. Your friend just told you why it's of interest. And usually friends tend to have similar shopping habits. So for a brand that empowers them to be able to reach out to a lookalike audience to what they have, and it's their happy customers that are inviting new customers to try their brand. So it, it's a really nice way to um, grow brand recognition. And for small businesses where you know um, traditional marketing doesn't necessarily make sense anymore, and digital marketing, because it's crowded with these huge brands, can be highly competitive, the ability to, let's say, you advertise and you bring new customers into your store or into your e-com store, but and then be able to remarket them by having them sign up to this loyalty program is priceless. So I like to say like advertising will bring in a customer and a loyalty program will help you keep a customer forever. And that's where you see that customer lifetime value really 
go up as you have uh, continue on that conversation with your customer. People like to be a part of something, right? You mentioned mm-hmm. Starbucks, maybe the right. best example of they're not just a coffee shop. It's not mm-hmm. a transactional relationship. It's like a culture, I guess mm-hmm. you might say. You, uh, Ikea with the right. recycling, they know their customers' demographics. They tend to be kind of in tune with environmental messages. Let's help them get rid of the furniture without just throwing it into the garbage, right? Mm-hmm. So that being part of a movement or a group with similar ideals it's important to people on a level that I don't even think they realize sometimes. That That's absolutely true. And that's, you know, when we think of loyalty programs, we think of like the retail experience, but loyalty programs nowadays are used across a variety of industries, right? So we see that in uh, schools, for example, we have schools that are um, customers of ours that incentivize kids for doing their homework with the same sort of loyalty technology that you would use for transactions. And what you could, what schools do, I mean, you're not going to give kids a discount or anything off, but it does um, keep them more involved. Um, So if let's say it's something like if it's, you know, April and it's Earth Month, I'm going to bring us back to recycling and the kids perform a bunch of actions that are in tune with environmentalism then they can unlock a perk based on how many of those actions they've taken taken part in. And one of the great things you can do too is partner rewards. So where let's say you could partner up with brands that want to reinforce those sort of behaviors and they could be the ones responsible for providing the rewards for let's say you're not for profit organization or thing. So you could have that for... um, for schools, you can bring people around uh, different concepts. And we also even see loyalty programs right now for B2B is a huge, a huge way for manufacturers and wholesalers to pull in their, their buyers into special events that introduce them to that brand community and the experience. And it really enables buyers to have a different relationship with brands than they've ever had previously. Yeah, traditionally, when you think of B2B, like you said, loyalty programs, if you don't come to mind, you think of retail, you think of coffee, restaurants, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But with so much B2B business moving to like a sort of transactional model, I always think of like the Zoom li- the Zoom license. So easy <laughs> to just go and get your $15 upgraded Zoom, right? Unlimited time, hundreds of people. Right. It's not the traditional long sales cycle B2B thing. That's a lot closer to going to Starbucks in many ways. So suddenly a loyalty program kind of makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to think like all of everything that is loyalty and rewards comes back to psychology, right? Like, I don't know what, if like everyone in college heard about Pavlov's dog, right? Ring the bell, the dogs are salivating because you get that reward of food. And people, I mean, you know, I don't want to liken us to dogs, but we do respond to rewards. If you do something and it feels good and it makes you feel good, then you're more likely to repeat that action. And that's where, um, you know, when you go to B2B and even um, a lot of direct, uh, like a D2C movement that's happening too with brands, is that they're really looking to obtain as much data about their customers 
and also provide them with a stronger value proposition. So that's where like, you know, some examples would be like a, a wholesaler that's moving B to C where they might put a QR code on their packaging to bring customers back to their website so that they can remarket to the customers who bought their brand, even though they picked it up at, let's say, Walmart or something. And then when you're looking at B2B, sometimes it doesn't always have to be like this long loyalty conversation, but it can be a reward conversation where maybe a lead that you picked up on that's been, you know, that's gone MIA and is non-responsive, you're able to send them an email and offer them a gift in exchange, like just a free gift. And then that opens up the conversation of where the sales rep get back in touch with that customer. And that's, you know, that, that's a concept from psychology that's just like the uh, part of the human condition that when someone gives you something, you feel obliged to do something for them in return. So as a business, if I, uh, you know, if let's say you came to me as a lead, you requested some information and then you go dark, just coming out there and being like, hey, Mike, I have a nice little like present for you. Just enter in some information and we'll send that to your house or we send you an e-gift card. And then the sales rep follows up with you and says, Mike, you know, we hope you enjoyed it. If you still have some questions about X products, you know, I'd be happy to jump on a call with you. And you want to reciprocate by going like, well, I just sort of accepted this gift. So I look like a bozo if I don't at least engage with them a little bit, even if it's not something I'm completely interested in. And that actually gives the sales rep a second chance to re-engage you, maybe reposition their product and try to see if there's um, a way you can do business together. All right. The question we ask just about everybody here on B2B Nation, what is your favorite tool and we always ask, don't cite your phone unless you're going to cite a specific app because none of us are any use to anyone without our phones. What is that for you? Um, favorite tool, I have to say it's, you know, it's a split and I come from a marketing background. So for a very long time, uh, it was MailChimp for their, you know, email customization and automation. Um, and recent, uh, and more recently would be the HubSpot CRM because a lot of that, those capabilities that we loved in MailChimp, we're able to do with HubSpot and it's an all-in-one um, platform and gives us um, a better perspective of our, our customer profile. All right. Valerie Smick from Kangaroo Rewards. Thanks for joining us on B2B Nation. Thanks, Mike. It was a pleasure. Thanks to Valerie Smick for joining us on this episode of B2B Nation. Thanks also to the technology advice crew, Sarah Sanders, Amy Dunn, KJ Pace, and Caroline Mashar. If you found this episode insightful or helpful, share it with a friend or colleague. And subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Mnemonics in the Guild composed our theme song. Catch you next time on B2B Nation. 